the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, everyone. What a delightful uh, Thursday, as a matter of fact. It is Thursday. It is June 10th. You have tuned in to the John DePietro program on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. So maybe you're on uh, 146 or 295 or Menden Road or Route 10 or wherever. Where was I? Um, where was I just the other day? It was coming in so clear. Um... Oh, I know. When I was, uh, I was actually in Coventry at Midstate uh, Gun Range, and I couldn't. It was crystal clear, probably because right off of ninety five, crystal clear coming in as uh, Juan was there. So, folks, uh, big program in store again. It is uh, Thursday. The weather, boy, it's good air outside. Uh, very, very nice uh, weather. Much better than the heat that we have had. And as you just heard in the forecast uh delightful weather boy all week 75 is the current temperature but then 70 tomorrow and then 68 on saturday and then 75 on sunday and then a little rain next week but very nice weather folks and that leads us to this portion of the program is brought to you by pr landscape materials and garden center that's right pr landscape materials and garden center rhode island's number one garden center is calling your name stop it and see them fully stocked uh, tropical plants, hibiscus bushes, mandevillas. Why not make your property look beautiful? They'll help you do it. PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Uh, annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, mulch, loam, and stone. Look for them on Facebook as well. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. And the service is tremendous, and you get to shop local. And you can always mention the John DePietro Show, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center. People drive in from Massachusetts and Connecticut. It's right off Route 4, easy to get to, worth the trip, and the service is just fantastic. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, and they also have gift certificates, obviously, as Father's Day is approaching. Well, folks, uh, good afternoon, and again, um, it's been a big week on the show and I can't stress enough the importance. Check out DePetro.com. You know, we're, we're, we're different on the John DePetro radio show. Where we're different is while other people sit back and basically just sit around and no, you know, they don't go to anything, they don't do any work, uh, bare bones, bare minimum, or even better, worse yet, saying, Somebody should do my job for me and show me proof. We go out and find the proof. So you've heard a lot about critical race theory. And right on DePetro.com, I have, you can see, and as far as I know, this is the first time that you're seeing some of these documents. And we have them posted. Now, this is just the first of many. But what's key here, <coughs> excuse me, not a COVID cough, is... um. Is what's different in you you have the letter from the commissioner and Fonte Green. And you know, and I'm gonna to touch on her in just a moment. See, in Rhode Island, they use different names. Representative Patricia Morgan's been a leader in this. In Rhode Island, they call it the Leap Task Force. And you can read all about that, where they call it the Leap Task Force. And so they use different names. But make no mistake, it's learning equity accelerated pathways. So they call it LEAP. But what's important about this is as you start to dig into it, and I'm starting to think that this current commissioner, I'm not convinced now that she's the right person for Rhode Island. I've been supportive of her, but I'll tell you why also, Lee. And again, folks, you can see the documents, and they talk about, you know, historically marginalized students, Black and Latino students, multilingual learners, they've suffered the most. And then you can see all the buzzwords um, that they use. And this is all going to be incorporated into curriculum, such as, you know, as far as here are the goals. Address systematic racial inequalities, inequities, excuse me, in Rhode Island's educational system. And that's like a major priority for them. And also, 
uh, the explicitly anti-racist equity focused lens. Leap, we must all work to address the needs of Rhode Island students. Explicitly anti-racist equity focused lens. See, these are all the buzzwords. They don't come out and say, here's your uh, critical race theory guide. It's all certain buzzwords you have to look for. So, again, you can read about this on the website, petro.com. And as I've said, folks, while some people sit back and just babble and say to others, show me, everybody show me. I'm too lazy to get off my fat rear end and do anything. Everybody show me the pro-. We go out and actually get it. And I'm hearing from a number of different uh, teachers that they're, by the way, a huge amounts of money are going into this. So I think this is the tip of the iceberg. I think it's going to take a little while to, you know, try to get to some of the root of this um, and and make no mistake about it. They they have some uh, hidden, silent or secretive, I should say, allies within the media uh, with it without question within the media. So. Um, so as a result of that, it, they're not always easy to try to get to exactly like who's behind some of this stuff. But I know, for instance, in Cranston, uh, critical race theory is being implemented and the state is giving millions to each school district to try to indoctrinate the students. Now, Cranston, the city of Cranston, just Cranston alone will get nine million to introduce this. So here's the thing, folks, you know, money talks. And when the when they're giving money to these districts and saying you must teach this, it it's done for a reason. So you know, multiple members. Whenever you see the words equity, anti-racism, they're all the progressive buzzwords, and they also they're giving very little. Uh, have not heard about autonomy that the teachers can. You know, they're basically saying right now they want you to just follow it out. So parents are not being contacted. So we're from what I understand right now at 1213 on this Thursday, this is state mandated curriculum. And what is also um, what is also just as you can imagine, outrageous is it's not as if um, it's not as if. A lot of the Rhode Island schools are thriving. So when the, when the district, when the education, uh, Rhode Island Department of Health, uh, excuse me, uh, Rhode Island Department of Education, when they talk about dumping that kind of money, um, you know, people are going to go along. And on top of that, from what I understand, a lot of the teachers are fearful of retaliation by the unions because ultimately the unions want, right, when they hear Cranston's going to get an extra $9 million, to implement this type of thing, uh, the answer is definitely, um, you know, yes. And that's why you're seeing pu- such pushback. And as we have talked about, and I'm not going to belabor it, on the website to Petro.com, we have what people are calling the definitive interview. And that's with Nicole, who spoke up. Uh, you just heard last hour, Attorney Tim Dodd saying he thinks that, that she has a legal case against South Kingstown. Where they and, and let's be very clear, she's going along, living her life, young mother, right? I think uh, her has two children. One is in preschool, so it'd be going to kindergarten next year. And so, um, what really let let's remember what thrust this story was that they put her name on the agenda for the school committee that they were contemplating taking legal action against. Um, and then it's also been revealed that 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 chair of the school committee, these people need to be held accountable for a variety of reasons, by the way. There's also the story they were leaking uh, private information about children to a Democrat operative, all run by the AFL-CIO because they want new buildings built. And they, they're all about let's build some new buildings and have a bond and and someone leaked confidential information about children. And these are people, I believe, 
the fingers point at the school committee that did that, which, you know, to me, that just doesn't shouldn't jive. If you're in a school committee, I would think your first priority would be the children, the safety of the children, the protection of the children. But that clearly was not the case. But you have that. And then you have, <coughs> excuse me, folks, you have the words of the school committee chair who resigned the other night, who came right out and admitted that they hired a PR firm to go after the fact um, they felt under siege. They felt that Fox News, Fox and Friends were calling them out. And they actually hired uh, a PR firm, which it, it will be revealed. They used taxpayer money <clears throat> to come up with different talking points and statements. And, and it's, by the way, the statements were atrocious for anyone that really followed it. But, uh, and now, you know, there's obviously different um, allegations out there that they were trying to push that out to different people that they took as friendly to their cause. And, you know, here's the thing. When you hear <clears throat> the smear of mom, Nicole Solis, was prepared by a public relations firm hired by South Kingstown School Committee. I mean, it's, it's just beyond the pale. They hired a PR firm to take her down. They hired a PR firm to go after her. And I, I completely believe have you heard Tim Dodd, our legal expert last night, saying that he thinks she definitely has a legal case against them. It was so out of the norm. But what I want to point out is, folks, many times you hear talking points that start to emerge. And those talking points were, um, were basically uh, developed by the PR firm, which will be revealed because they spent money on it. And the chairwoman, who's just an embarrassment, as she was resigning, she even said that, you know, I'm not, uh, this isn't my specialty. And so, uh, and they had no problems attacking uh, Nicole and saying she's a racist and she's part of this racist local organization. And she doesn't even have children in the school. And they start to put that out. So what they did was they had the PR firm developed talking points where they issued a statement and she basically even came out that um, the statement in various forms from media, social media and public hearing was prepared by a public relations firm hired by the school committee at the recommendation of the committee's legal counsel. So the legal counsel of South Kingston told them, listen, hire this PR firm. That's questionable. And then they prepared statements for media, social media, and for the public hearing. So the part that needs to really be investigated is the the statements and the talking points, if you will, for the media. Because, again, what were the talking points? Uh, Nicole doesn't have a child in school. You have no proof that this is being taught. Uh, You're part of this secret, weird group that's pushing her forward. She doesn't have children in the school, and she's just trying to make herself a star on Fox. And so it's pretty reasonable that when members of the media start questioning her in there, asking direct questions that were prepared in the statement by the PR firm, uh, you know, I think it kind of falls under the guise of walks like a duck, sounds like a duck. It's it's a duck. It's just it's. um. My experience has been it, it's not um, it, it, it's never a coincidence when people are mimicking the talking points. And just so we're all really clear. And again, folks, at 1220, you can read the latest now. These are ride documents that I have on petro.com. These are the first of several. And I'm hearing from more teachers and they're being told that this is to be implemented. Uh, what I was going to say about Commissioner Infante Green is. She she asked to decide, and I think very quickly, is she the Rhode Island Education Commissioner for all of Rhode Island? Or is she just the superintendent of Providence? Because, frankly, like many of you, um, Providence is one part of the equation of the Rhode Island education system. And this is the ultimate, like, all the focus is on that. 
And it, because it's, and I get why, because the state took it over and it's a failing district and there's such resistance to change it. But can you imagine if someone was focusing on other communities? Can you imagine if someone, <clears throat> their focus was to make Lincoln a premier school district or Smithfield or, you know, Barrington or pick a community, Warwick, East Greenwich, and making them excel. But if everything is driven around race and providence, and, you know, it doesn't make sense to me that you're going to treat students in Cumberland, North Smithfield, the way you're treating kids in Providence. I mean, that to me makes no sense. And that shouldn't be the focus. There seems to be less of a focus on making A students A plus students, making B students A students, and setting up parameters for children to thrive. So, but when you have, now it kind of makes sense, the union sees more money coming in. So they're like, absolutely, we'll teach whatever you want. If we're going to, you're going to give us nine extra million to teach critical race theory? Are you kidding me? Make it 19 million and we'll teach whatever you want. But there is, there are, I should say, and by the way, DePetro.com, which is brought to you by, check out on the website. It is sponsored by the Coesed Inn, one of our sponsors on the website, Rhode Island Tradition, great restaurant, great menu. They're open noon to 10 daily. They have a nice big bar. The food is great. Something for everyone. Check them out. The Coesed Inn. There they are, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Fork. But my point is, you do have parents pushing back. And you have parents like Nicole that uh, have been pushed back. And then, you know, you did have uh, a member of the media that, can you imagine the odds completely mimicking the exact talking points that were prepared by a PR firm. Wow, that the school committee at chair as she was resigning kind of let the cat out of the bag. You know, three different statements. So someone was shaping that. I have I I think I know who was the PR firm. Um I'm gonna hold off on that because I don't want to say it and then boom they pounce and no 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 that wasn't it and you know, there's different ways that it's someone hired, but someone I mean I, I've already heard from someone connected to the legal counsel that they have a pretty good idea. And then the school committee was saying, well, you know, she's the the school committee told us to hire this PR firm. But I want to, um, you have teachers that are stepping forward and teachers that are saying, um, I'm uncomfortable with this. But they are fearful of the union because the union sees this as a huge pot of money coming their way. And they're all about the money. So I want to play, and you're going to hear this brave teacher. And she talks as far as she can until her mic is cut off. And folks, I want to be very clear. And again, good afternoon at 1224. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, I don't know this particular teacher. I side with her. I don't know Nicole. I talked to her once. We interviewed her. It's posted on the website. But I side with her. Some The dynamic has to change. I'm very leery of the silent stooges who just go along, right? The babbling cackles who go along and support. But at the very least, disclose where you got the list of questions for. And just so we're all really clear on this. This happens all the time where you're interviewing a candidate and it's someone running for office. And as you're talking to them, either before they come in or during it sometimes, the other side is sending questions. Ask this, ask that. Ask them, you know, who paid for that commercial? Where did they film? the Whatever it may be, right? And sometimes actually you really hear this during covid Many of the questions a lot of some members of the media were asking were actually not their questions. They were the conduit. They were the just the mouthpiece. They were really being sent by news director at their station, you know, that type of thing. So it does happen. But in this particular situation, I think if you're going to read a list of questions prepared by a PR firm on behalf of the school committee, I think at the very least, full disclosure, 
should, and by the way, I, I want to repeat, this does go on, right? This is not breaking new ground. But I think w- what you want to say is, all right, now let me ask you, here's what the other side is saying. And then phrase the questions with the context that these are their questions. It's plagiarism. It's totally dishonest if you try to pass it off. And the problem is the, the people that start to talk, that we're listening and cheering on and hear that you're going to have, you know, someone on and then they're feeding the question. That's where then, you know, word starts to get out that you are basically just a shill for the school committee and attacking a private citizen. So- in this case, it was a mom. I want to play. This teacher is um, is just terrific. So, and again, I don't know her, but I, I completely support her. And listen how there's such cowards. She's speaking out at a school committee. And if you listen to anything all day, listen to this. Because it's a matter of time. The school committees, first of all, folks, let's be very clear. You don't need a school committee. It should all just fall under town council. The school committees were started by the teachers unions. So they could manipulate the school committee elections. But here is um, this brave teacher that speaks out. I love it. She's just terrific. Here it is. To parents and teachers and students who are too afraid to come and speak forward. Parents, the longer that you wait and you don't hold your child's schools accountable gives these guys more time to dictate what's best for your child's physical, mental, and emotional health. Don't be afraid to speak out for your kids because they are voiceless and they, and they rely on you. You should be afraid of them rooting for socialism by the time they get to middle school. Yep. Teachers, it may seem that our careers have come to a dead end, but I'm here to remind you, we don't work for the school board. We work to mold the next generation of well-rounded American patriots. So don't give up because it is up to us. Students, you are on the front lines of these indoctrination camps. Challenge the staff when you are presented with a ludicrous statement and do not allow anybody to tell you that you cannot accomplish anything because of your skin color or to hate yourself because of your skin color. Students, it is up to you to be the next generation of victims or victors. And finally, to the board, this isn't over and your policies are just as... Look at that. Uh, there's the crowd cheering her on, but the cowards cut her microphone. I'm going to play that again. And the fact of the matter is, you know, that that takes guts to do that. That takes a backbone to do that. Um, that is someone who is, that is someone who, I mean, that's, she's putting her job on the line. I have far more respect for someone like that. Than some babbling cackle who just carries the water for school committee. I have a 30-year friend that works there. You know, oh, uh, ask these questions. Far more respect for someone like this who will stand up and call it out. And that is, again, a teacher saying this is what they're doing. This is indoctrination. This is going on. And, folks, don't fall in. They're not. As Representative Patricia Morgan has said, they don't use that term. They don't use that term. So now we've learned, if you check to Petro.com, the LEAP Task Force, learning, equity. This is new, by the way. This just March 23rd, 2021. This is all new. A lot of it's slowly being implemented. A lot of it will be implemented. But make no mistake about it. You can see it right there in black and white letter from the commissioner and this is all their work this whole business the focus is on address the systematic racial inequalities in rhode island's educational system boom no further questions your witness systematic racial inequalities now many people could say well wait a minute time out I don't think that who says there's systematic racial inequalities. What about this focus? Anti-racist equality focus lens. These are all the woke progressive buzzwords. And when you talk about systematic racial inequalities, this is where, as I've told you, children being taught, you know, hope you're happy. 
because your parents and grandparents in this country, what they've done to the black people and they make them live in poor neighborhoods and they make them live in South Providence and your family should be ashamed of themselves and what they did. And the, the kids are like frightened what you people did, you know, and the, the worst ones. Now, I'm Caucasian, right? I identify as white. Um, the worst ones are the, the real progressive White teachers uh, that that are just like they're like the they're the worst ones of this whole thing. And then you have the enablers that just listen, folks, and this is part of it, the go along to get along crowd. So and and it is comical. The people will say, well, do you gee, I, I looked through the whole thing and I didn't I didn't see any mention of the words critical race theory. Um, there's a great scene in the movie, Few Good Men. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's 1231. I'm going to get Brenda Jacobs on in just a moment because there is a big rally going on this afternoon at the Rhode Island State House. If you're a Second Amendment advocate, you want to be there three to seven. That's a long time. But it does give people to build a crowd and then go after work. But there's a great scene, hear me out, in the movie Few Good Men where um, – you know, Tom Cruise is the attorney. Kevin Bacon, who was in Rhode Island just the other day, who's the uh, 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 defense, if you will, prosecutor. Yeah, prosecuting the guys on trial. William Santiago. But anyway, they they get they want to get Jack Nicholson, Colonel Nathan Jessup on the stand, and they want to ask him about this business of Code Red. So there's a great scene where Kevin Bacon hands the manual and says to the person on the stand, uh, could you turn to the page where they talk about code red? And he says, it's not in there. And he says, no further questions. And as he's leaving Kevin Bacon, leaving the witness, Tom Cruise right, grabs it from him, hands it to him and says, can you find me the page where they mention the mess hall? And he said, I don't think it's there. And then Tom Cruise says to the person on the stand, you mean to tell me this whole time you, you haven't been fed? And he said, no, no, three, three squares a day. And he said, well, I don't understand. When you arrived, how did you know where to get chow? Where to, he said, oh, I, I just followed the crowd. My point is, not everything is labeled out, right? There was nowhere. Code, code reds go on. But there was nowhere in there, if you were looking through, that you were going to find the term code red. It's the same situation here. They don't use the term critical race theory. They use terms so everybody has an understanding of the direction they're going. Like pointing out black Latino students have suffered the most during the pandemic. Wrong. I disagree with that. I would say students across the board suffered during the pandemic to teach that they really suffered. Right. That's the progressive left that is doing that. And there it is, folks. You can read it. It's on DePetro.com. They have suffered the most. Students living in poverty, black Latino students, all those selfish white kids living in the suburbs of Rhode Island, living it up during the pandemic. The kids that suffered the most were the black and Latino students. And that's why our focus is going to be on learning, equity, accelerated paths. Our focus is going to be on Rhode Island racial inequities. Rhode Island education system is based in racism. It's right blanking there. It's actually not black and white. There's some blue and red. But, you know. The focus is going to be explicitly anti-racist, quote, ready, that word, equity focus lens. That leads into, let's talk about the first Thanksgiving. That leads into, do all you young, all you children here in first grade, do you realize that you're a racist? Do you realize what your skin, what your parents and grandparents have done in this country, do you have any? I hope you're happy. What you've done, I mean, that's what we're talking about. 
And it's all right there. And the same thing. No, no, no. No more little boys. No more little girls. <clears throat> non-gender. We use non-gender pronouns because there's no difference between a boy and a girl. Unless if you're unhappy and depressed without telling your parents, we will help you transition to switch gender. That we can do. Uh, teacher, I have a headache. Could I get some aspirin? Absolutely not. Could I get a Tylenol? No. I have a cough. Could I get on a nurse and get a cough drop? Absolutely not. You know, I'm kind of depressed. I think I'd be happier as a woman. Um, could I transition to another gender? Oh, positively. <laughs> we certainly hope we could help. Oh, you should have spoken up. In that case, we're going to refer you to this doctor. Start taking these drugs. And next week, they'll schedule the surgery to remove your testicles. <laughs> I mean, folks, if, I mean, and you have people defending this, right? Tara Granahan, somebody show me the proof. <laughs> defending this type of thing. It's preposterous. Wrong. People like Nicole, people like this mother. They're, they're the right people. This teacher, I should say. They're the right people. They're not the wrong people. I agree with everything she said. See, it's not enough. Th- you know, they're realizing, you know, by the time we, they come to the liberal college campuses, I think we need to move this up and get them earlier. And then someone said, let's start with kindergarten. Let's start with first grade. Let's really start it early. It, it got flamed up last year with the whole George Floyd thing. But... But this, think of the guts. See, people to me like Nicole Solace and this teacher, they have guts. Because this teacher could get fired for this type of thing. They could. So let me hear her again. Here we go. To parents and teachers and students who are too afraid to come and speak forward. Parents, the longer that you wait and you don't hold your child's schools accountable gives these guys more time to dictate what's best for your child's physical, mental, and emotional health. Yep. Don't be afraid to speak out for your kids because they are voiceless and they, and they rely on you. You should be afraid of them rooting for socialism by the time they get to middle school. Teachers, it may seem that our careers have come to a dead end, but I'm here to remind you, we don't work for the school board. We work to mold the next generation of well-rounded American patriots. So don't give up because it is up to us. Students, you are on the front lines of these indoctrination camps. Challenge the staff when you are presented with a ludicrous statement and do not allow anybody to tell you that you cannot accomplish anything because of your skin color or to hate yourself because of your skin color. Students, it is up to you to be the next generation of victims or victors. And finally, to the board, this isn't over and your policies are just as... You know, and listen to the applause... But they completely shut her down and turned off her microphone. And the things, that's a teacher. That is a teacher. And this is going on all over the country. All over the country, this is taking place. Where teachers now are leading it. And I have teachers um, reaching out to me saying that I am very uncomfortable with what they're asking us to teach. And what I do think is interesting is, and I take it as a compliment, they feel more comfortable reaching out and getting information to me than you don't want to provide it to a member of the media who would then turn around and give it to the union, right? Let's just say you are a teacher in pick a community. Warwick, whatever, and you have a member of the media saying, yeah, show me the stuff. Show me what you have. So you say, okay, here's what I was given. And what do they do? Boom. Spy. Flip it to the union. Hey, just so you know, teacher so-and-so in Cranston, they're giving this stuff out. You may want to do something about that. Teacher, that person in Pawtucket, that teacher in Lincoln, they're letting people know you may want to go. See, it's, it's a trap. It's really a trap <clears throat> set by people. Their agenda is not to present you with the truth. Their agenda is to actually work with the other side in order to rat out. That's why I do have people sending me information. And then I notice that certain members of the media 
they're hesitant. And I, do, I completely understand it. Uh, I'm not surprised by it. It's not the first time. Um, and, and, but the truth will come out. And they know that I will not uh, reveal who gave it to me or what the circumstances are of how I obtain the information. And then you have other people, you know, you got to question exactly where the loyalty lies. And what, what is this really about? Who are they really serving is what, what we're talking about. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by our friends at J. Perry Paving. Now, I'm going to get Brenda Jacobs on the line. J. Perry Paving, letter J, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coatings, residential commercial seal coatings, patios, J. Perry Paving. Call them today at 401 401- 732 1730 401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Hey, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway uh, to get patched, call them. And especially if you are a veteran, contact J. Perry Paving today at 732-1730. They have a great package for veterans. It's J. Perry Paving. All right, I want to get on Brenda Jacobs. She is uh, the coordinator of the rally that's taking place this afternoon, Rhode Island Revolver Rifle Association. Folks, this is serious. As many of you know, uh, the first thing that happens, you have all these shootings of illegal gun owners in Providence. And then the first thing they want to do is start setting up more legislation to punish the legal gun owners. So today is the day. It's beautiful weather. This is perfect. It's not too hot. And they're going to have a number of speakers. There's Brenda. Folks, joining us right now on the line, and she is our friend, Brenda Jacobs. Good afternoon, Brenda. Hi, how are you today? What tremendous weather. Perfect rally weather, Brenda. I know. I know. I'm excited that the weather is cooperating with us. That's fantastic. That's exactly (laughs) right. So lay out today all the details. Uh, This is the Second Amendment community speaking up. and, And this is the ultimate. I mean... They, they, you know, there's an old expression, you're not paranoid if there are people against you. That press conference the other day, make no mistake about it, uh, because of some of these shootings in Providence of gang members shooting back and forth, they want to go after legal gun owners. Yes. Yes, and today we're going to go out there and we want to be seen and heard and let people know, you know, just what the firearm community is really about and that a lot of this anti-gun movement is based on false information and and propaganda and we're we're going to rebut all that now give people the details of what time they should get there um you know parking the whole thing okay so parking will be available at the province place mall there's also parking you know some parking available around the state house and then after four the um, employee parking lots are open and those um, are also no charge. So there will be parking around. Um, We're going to have our speakers are going to start at four o'clock. We have about 14 different speakers that are going to be talking about all aspects of the gun community. Um, And we are going to have a sign up sheet there because we know that um, some of the media that's kind of against us, they tend to um, skew the numbers. So we're going to have a sign-in sheet that lists, you know, your name, your your date, and if you're a member of a gun club. Um, and then that way we can refute if they if they try and skew the numbers on us. Uh, um, that's a very good point. So, and here's the thing, folks. I know some people get apprehensive about Providence, and I know this from my own experience when I've tried to coordinate and been an MC of a rally and so forth. Folks, it's broad daylight. There's safety in numbers. There's going to be Providence police. There's going to probably actually be state police, Capitol well, police. Be, yeah, there's be plenty police, of law no, enforcement there. Yeah. The Capitol police, you know, we, we've, we've been in coordination with the Capitol police. Um, the Providence police know we're coming. The state police know we're coming. Um, generally, they, the state calls the fire marshal, so the fire marshal knows we're coming. So, um, so you know, we know that, they're, we know that they're, it'll be a safe environment for us. Yeah. And talk again the importance. Listen, they count numbers. So the more people you have wearing yellow shirts, wear some kind of yellow, it makes a big statement that these are voters. Yes. Yes, it absolutely does. And especially where we haven't been able to be up there in person. Um, 
that that's a this makes a, a huge difference and we're going to need to be seen because this might be you know our, our last chance to to make an impression on the legislators and let them know just how many of us there are and again talk a little bit brenda jacobs about the other day because people need to understand that is knee-jerk reaction uh, the legislation to me that they're trying to get forward has nothing to do. All you're doing is penalizing legal gun owners. Right, right. And, and there was so many things wrong with that press conference the other day, the way that it wasn't um, promoted to the public. It wasn't promoted to, to you know, to any of us. Um, it was kind of done in secret. It wasn't even put on the state website that lists all the press releases, you know. And then they invite our, our elected officials that is supposed to represent all citizens of the state actually invited lobbyists in to that state house. Um, they were going to have that press conference at three o'clock after the state house closes to the public, um, you know, so that they could have their photo op with them. And to me, the fact that they're colluding with lobbyists up there um, and not listening to all the people is is really um, disgraceful. So um, thankfully, they did move it outside. Um, so that it could be a little bit more transparent, but um, but the you know the big picture is that they really try to you know have their photo op in private and uh, and work against us even more. Yeah, and it also where people should also be alarmed. And again, folks, we're speaking with Brenda Jacobs. Um, what people also, Brenda, should be somewhat to me concerned about is the fact that uh how how much of a photo op and 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 look who was there which was you have governor mckee who obviously would like to remain governor but then you also had you know nelly gorbia the secretary of state now this legislation has nothing with that she made sure she was there seth magazine the general treasurer has nothing to do with anything to do with treasury he made sure he was there the only one missing was mayor Lors. i think we know where he stands <laughs> where yeah. he stands yeah this is frightening the because general then the attorney general to be he's supposed to also represent all people and he is up there again with lobbyists working against the citizens i just that is not his job and that, you know his job is to uphold the law not you know not be up there with lobbyists trying to infringe upon our rights right um so i mean i i i worry about the ethical um constant you know the ethics of of that photo op the other day but you're right it was all the governor wannabes up there yeah um just pandering to the left because they have obviously more money than us um so pandering pandering and uh not representing all the people that's for sure that's right all right folks it's today three to seven so if you can take uh, just one hour you know you go you sign in show your presence uh you know get more information but most importantly and it's free so you don't have to pay. You stand outside. You get to meet like-minded people. But th- it has to be a big turnout because yes. what they are praying for is that no one shows up. What they're praying for is it's going to be easier. The people running for governor, I don't think they're going to change their minds. But the different reps that run for office who would be in charge of passing this legislation, they need to worry that there are voters out there who would vote them out of office. Right. And, you know, as far as the legislators go, I I hope that, you know, we know they're getting fed misinformation. We know that. And I really hope that this opens their minds and their eyes to see that there is a whole nother side of this issue. And I hope that this opens the door for them to at least engage us in conference conversation and find out more from us and learn more from us so that they can make accurate decisions. You know, if they knew the information that we have regarding the value of our gun community in this state, I think they would be singing a different tune. But unfortunately, they're just constantly inundated with, you know, misinformation and bad data that you know, they think they're doing a good thing, but they're not. But I, I really plea and urge those legislators that want to really be educated, good legislators to reach out to us and hear us and take the time to get to know us and understand our concerns, too, because I think that it would really change a lot of their minds. Brenda, great job as always. And I will see you this afternoon. I will be on site. 
All right. I look forward to seeing everybody. I've missed all of our community. I'm yep. very excited to be able to see everybody in person again. <laughs> nice, raucous rally. Thank you, Brenda. <laughs> Thank you. All right, folks, there it is, Brenda Jacobs. And again, uh, this portion of the program brought to my competition shooting supplies. I have a feeling John Francis may be there. If not, definitely supporters of competition shooting supplies. Folks, this is it. This is a day. You know, not to hide in the shadows, but to be there. Competition, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Call them at 727-1716. Firearms, ammunition, accessories. And remember, if you have firearms you're no longer using, or I know um, some people recently, this man, his grandfather, passed away. He had a, a pretty nice gun collection, and he contacted Competition Shooting Supplies and worked something out with John Francis. I don't know whether he sold them outright or they did it on consignment. And then someone else I um, was talking to, her dad passed away and had a pretty, you know, I think it was like he had like eight to ten guns. And they sold them to competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Call John Francis, 727-1716. He's very good about his uh, Facebook page. Very, very consistent on that. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 1251. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. How about the fact that Dr. Fauci is now... Switching gears for a moment, but Fauci's talking about himself in the third person now, saying, uh, if you're attacking science, you're attacking Dr. Fauci, for crying out loud. Sometimes those things were inconvenient truths for people, and there was pushback against me. So if you are trying to, do, you know, get at me as a public health official and a scientist, you're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. And anybody that looks... At what's going on, clearly sees that. You have to be asleep not to see that. That is. You know, as Donna Perry pointed out the other day, he's actually not in charge of, not in charge of the CDC. Uh, um, the way that he emerged on the scene is, um, it is pretty questionable. You know, I think, um, I think he, sh- once President Biden got in office, I think that Dr. Fauci should have just stepped aside. I think uh, Dr. Fauci, he, very knowledgeable individual, but everybody is a lot of, I, I think, uh, Fauci'd out. And um, I, I think it should just, the longer he sticks around, I think Donna Perry uh, of the Sun Chronicle is right, that I, I think he's going to... Um, He's just going to be a liability for this White House. And, folks, if there's any question about who is running the White House, if you're wondering who's calling the shots, and I've been telling you this, and so it's not that I feel vindicated, but I've told you, and if you go to the Facebook, my Facebook page, John DePietro Show on Facebook, People have said he's going to step down and Kamala Harris is there were people telling me that by Memorial Day, Kamala Harris was going to be in charge of the country. And that obviously didn't happen. And I've been telling people, no, not happening, because it doesn't matter if President Biden is only up for, um, you know, uh, to take a few meetings. They're not. They're not going anywhere, and and it's pretty simple why. Because the real person who's running the country, and I posted this, it's on Twitter, but I posted it right on the Facebook page, which is John DePietro's show. And there it is, prepping for the G7. And there is Jill Biden. Okay, so and as I've told many of you, she's running the country. He's not stepping down. Even, why is she prepping for the G7? Why is the first lady? Why is she prepping? Isn't he the president? Unbelievable. Holy cow. Um, that's who's running the country. And, and as a result of that, all the talk about, you know, and so many people were saying, and I would get in arguments, Kamala Harris, he's going to step. No, he's not stepping down. You know why? Because Jill Biden is not stepping down. She's, to, by the way, I, she's totally fine. I mean, the president has definitely lost his fastball, to put it mildly. But she's not 
she there, there could be times listen i don't think he's ever going to do another press conference they get him up rest him and just try to get him through the day get through a meeting get him through whatever and then he's done he keeps a very light schedule i think sean hannity's right when he says he goes to bed pretty early but she's running things so Kamala Harris is a complete disaster. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, I want to appeal to anyone listening right now. It's 1255 and you're listening on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM or those that are listening or watching the live stream on Facebook. To um, If you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse or dog bite. Remember what we say, fight back, call Jack. Call Jack Calvino today, 401-785-9400. Free consultation, 401-785-9400. Fight back, call Jack. Now, listen, I wish, let's just say you were involved with a motorcycle accident or an auto accident or a workplace injury or a slip and fall. It would be great if the insurance company, the other person's insurance company that hit you, came forward and said, hey, listen, we feel terrible what happened. This should cover everything. That doesn't happen. They don't adequately compensate you for your injuries and sufferings. Unfortunately, I wish it wasn't the way, but unfortunately, you need a fighter. But thank God you have Jack Calvino. Call him today. Free consultation. Fight back. Call Jack. 401-785-9400. 785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com auto accident motorcycle accident you need the fighter he has over 50 years personal experience plus 100 years total combined staff fight back call jack 401-785-9400 401-785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com Com. Folks, again, you heard good afternoon. It's uh, 1257. We go till uh, 2 o'clock right here. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to say good afternoon. So many email from listeners in Massachusetts and Bellingham all the way up to Worcester and Attleboro and Franklin. And then, of course, we have the Rhode Island crowd. But I've also noticed a big uptick in getting a number of emails from a lot of our Connecticut listeners that um, listen right over the border. So I'm glad you enjoy the program. It just continues to expand weekdays, 11 to 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. And remember, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com and depetro.com which is sponsored by Soul Source Restoration. Call them today, 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700. And their website is SOLE, Soul Source Restoration. They clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. No one does a better job. Mike C.P. and his crew call today, request a quote, 401-712-2700. Clean, disinfect, residential, commercial properties. It's sole source restoration. Now, next hour, uh, President Trump was vindicated. That whole thing, he ordered them down there, Lafayette Square, for the photo op. All a lie. Folks, the lies were all coming out. That is a lie. Uh, and on top of that, more on the disastrous trip by the VP to Guatemala and then Mexico still hasn't gone to the border. Much more on that, more pushback. The latest on the uh, arson investigation, we're learning more about that. And then if you want to see the real, some of the Rhode Island documents that have to do with critical race theory, we have them on the website, which is petro.com. It's John DePetro. What we're going to do is we are going to break for the one o'clock news, get you up to speed. We have another hour to go. The power hour is next. Leave it right here. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Listen online at the website, depetro.com. Another hour coming up. Stay tuned for the one o'clock news.